Welcome everyone to another episode of the Conversation with Crystal Ordews. In today's episode, my special guest is Bas Salim. He is the host of the Relatable Sauce podcast in which he talks about various topics, current events, opinions about things that are happening in the world and observing social behaviors and psychology. We discuss a bit about the current events that are happening in the world from different perspectives as he is from Australia and I am in California. So we discuss those contrasts and some of our observations about the changes that will happen in the social climates due to the coronavirus and how that's influencing people on a macro and on a micro level. So with further ado, I welcome Bas Salim to the show. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah perfect. Okay. I think we should just get get straight into it. Yeah, no, I won't be experimenting with taking out the headphones anymore because that fucked <laughs> up the sound. All right, so sweet. now I know yep. and we're solid. Sweet, sweet. All right. So hello, everyone. I would like you you all to welcome my guest, Bas Salim. Salim or Salim? Salim, Salim. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I think both of them reflect well, so we're all good. Okay. All right. Then, hey, you good? I'm good, too. Um, <laughs> Bass is the host of the Relatable Sauce podcast. Um, he is straight from Australia, but I do not know what city you're from. What city are you from in Australia? Uh, we're from Sydney at the moment. Sydney, Australia. Beautiful. Um, how do you like Sydney? Uh, Sydney's pretty cool at the moment. Um, actually, we're very, I guess, uh, you know, with, with the rest of the world that's going on at the moment. So we're, we're straight in phase two of the lockdown. I mean, we have some certain things open. For okay. example, cafes, restaurants, you can go in there, but it's mainly takeaways. Okay. Uh, you can't actually sit or, you know, we, we have the social distancing, which is 1.5 meters. And yeah, not the best time, I guess, anywhere in the world at the moment, but, you know, we're yeah, for it. sure. Yeah. Um, so 1.5 meters translates to six feet in the United States because we are on, we, I don't think that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> well, so I'm glad you guys are practicing the same, uh, have the same uh, structures in place. Does that mean you guys can also have groups no larger than six people as well? No. So for us uh, at the moment, so our group distancing, uh, you can only have uh, about 10 people. Um, so it started off with a 500, 500 crowd minimum, <laughs> actually max, sorry, 500 crowds. Yeah. That's yeah. still so many um, people. <laughs> it is, it is. This is, this is the, the beginning stages. And then we went on to a um, hundred and now we're down to 10. So okay. that's, that's pretty much the aspect. But the stupid thing is there, uh, the schools are still, are still open. So <gasps> they're still encouraging kids to come in. Serious? Yeah. I, I, I don't understand the whole process wow. behind that. I think the, yeah, that was one of the um, first things I shut down for the United States was schools. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're pretty much open at this point. I think that, see, you guys have the president, we have the prime minister, and the prime minister is usually um, speaking on things as if wanting to continue on with the schools and the education system and um, I guess continue the economy and try not to hurt it as much. Um, but it really does not make sense. But you know what, you can't really... I guess it's it's an uncertain um, uh, phenomenon that's going on around the world that no one really knows the perfect way to manage it. Um, yeah, for sure. If you look at it in, in Russia at the moment, Russia had imposed this new law where um, you can stay at home. Uh, actually, they, they do tend for you to stay at home, but as soon as you walk out and then you get caught, that's six years in jail. So Stop. 
Yeah, you, yeah, it's that, criminal it's, if you walk outside in Russia yeah, during COVID. Yeah. Are you serious? Putin, yeah. Putin is making any stops at the moment. He does not care what happens. He doesn't want a case to catch a case or nothing in the country. So he's 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 pulling out all the stops. How is that even functional? Like, how do you get food? But I mean, I guess co- Russia is communist, so maybe they have that those you know regulations already in place that you can have your citizens lo- uh, stay inside. And it's a very cold country. It's not like people are going to be you know trying to go to the beach or, or socialize. Yeah, yeah. yeah, be active because yeah. it is in winter or I guess transitioning to spring, but still very, very, very cold. So absolutely, um, absolutely. Before getting into getting getting into the COVID. I just want to the audience to know a little bit about your podcast and about who you yeah, are absolutely. and your background. Yeah, absolutely. Well look currently in a physiotherapy clinic. Um I guess you guys would call it physical therapy. And uh, yeah, yeah. So we're we're actually in the department close to the hospital and um at our hospital we don't get actually we haven't got any cases in regards to COVID or anything like that. Um, but there are precautions that we're taking at the moment. Um, you know, we're face masks, uh, 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 gloves, um, sanitizing beds, uh, pretty much everything that the, the whole stops. And we have a general number of people that can enter the clinic. Um, you have to take all these precautions. If you're sick, if you're, if you're unhealthy, please stay at home. Um, and, but yeah, that, that's where I'm currently doing it. Um, in terms of the podcast, look, it's, it's the relatable source and the relatable source pretty much talks everything relatable. Um, I've had you previously on, uh, on the, uh, toxic relationships, uh, uh, podcast and, mm-hmm. and you told your story, which was really good. And then, uh, but yeah, basically my, the, the whole aspect is I wanted to get an idea of the average man and average woman's perspective on relatable things that are going on in life. And that could be from past, present, future, um, and then do a whole opinionated spin on it. So everyone can have an opinion on that, on that aspect. But at the same time, I want to encourage people to be open-minded for different topics that are being brought up. You might have an idea of, uh, of a certain thing that might be relatable that's spoken on the podcast but if i say something and and it sparks an interest then that actually is is my goal you know to cause cause as much volume and and noise but as well as um being informative and and uh, not being not providing anything that's that's misinformed or inaccurate so um but i guess it's how you take it but yeah that's that's essentially what the podcast is about and um and uh yeah yeah that's i guess that's a description (laughs) yeah um so what brought you into podcasting like what sparked your creative interest for uh, creating a show yeah yeah well look i actually come from a marketing background so my marketing background is is pretty much everything creative on how to uh, attract the the target audience and, and understand their behaviors but in terms of the podcast it actually started i was i was going to my grandma's house and and Usually, you know, it was, it was just a visit, and I noticed one one um, object that I remember as a kid, and I, I I asked the question on what it is and, and what I what it was actually used for, and that what a ten minute conversation turned into four hours, and it was really really like it, it was messed up. It was so so like I just got drawn into it, and then I started driving back home, and I was just thinking about like. I pretty much have these conversations with so many different people from all these age groups, and. I'm just thinking like, why not turn it into a show, you know, but it was kind of hard because I didn't know any fundamentals and all the IT stuff and all the tech stuff that is coming in with, with the, with opening a podcast. So 
Um, but I guess that, you know, uh, sort of self-taught looking at YouTube videos on how to do things. And, Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the reading articles, newspapers, the whole thing. So, so, and then, and then, yeah, now we're here. I think we're on, uh, about to be on episode 12, depending on when this will be, uh, uh, sent out on your podcast, but yeah. Yeah, actually, we, episode, have, we might have the same. No, you might I have more episodes than me. But I could have sworn my episode was episode twelve too. Yeah, yours. Were, which one would this be if you, if the, you had to? It, it would be episode. Tw- actually, excuse me, that's wrong. Episode thirteen because I did a two-part episode. So the next one that comes out has to be part two. It wouldn't make sense. So ah, uh, fair enough. Okay, so twelve point five. This one's thirteen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> Um, we're about we're about the same we're about the same at the moment yeah so um but no it's crazy like me and you met on the on the community page and then we just we clicked we yeah common interest in terms of how we want to um send out uh the information and try to gain as much audience as possible so it's it's cool and plus you know different parts of the world which i know isn't that it's so beautiful especially with what is happening right now in the world like if anything this is calling for us to be even more internationally connected to be more understood at a global level and seeing how we all influence each other i mean just like you were stating how your prime minister is more concerned about the economy i would say other parts of the world um have different concerns they're all valid but they're all equally important like with south america south america at least the northern parts of south america because my family a lot of my family is from colombia they have completely shut down their airports you cannot go into any of the countries that's Um, crazy yeah i know literally shut down so the whole aviation industry is literally done (laughs) so stocks are very low by the way for those countries and that's why like we we have the same thing we've closed all our borders borders for um you know any any flying to and from um any anyone that's international that's not a citizen cannot enter the country Um, i think that's the same in the united states or yeah yeah, going that way the way the way I see it, all the all the world leaders are pretty much communicating um, at a daily daily basis to try to understand what's going on with this virus. And obviously, like you have the medical industry that's that's coming up with the vaccine that's that's going standards. And um, with a vaccine itself, it usually takes about uh, it could take about two to four years to be tested and and put on the shelves. However, they want to do this in record speed. They want to. Uh, create trials that are much faster than what it usually is to when, when a vaccine is introduced. Um, and then obviously the politics side usually always comes into it, but the, their biggest fear is if they produce a vaccine and then introduce it to the world, sure, it might have a 95% um, success rate. However, that 95% was taken from like a, a, a group trial that's from like 10,000 people. But when you send it across the world to billions, billions of people, that could have a massive mm. impact that could actually, you know, be worse than catching the case, but rather killing the whole population. Oh, yeah, because it depends on what country you're from, too. So Correct. it's like exposure to what kinds of foods you're eating, what types of climates, what types of diseases already Absolutely. exist in those countries, what your own like gut bacteria is and how your body has been acclimated to each you know, region of the world. It's completely different. Just the fact of countries that have, say, more, I would imagine, have more... Um, uh, what is it um, like GMO products or maybe more yeah, yeah, yeah. ingredients in their foods and their soils and the way they cultivate that, which completely influences how the body is created versus say somewhere like that's much more rural and they live off the land, their body's going to respond differently. So if you're manufacturing something that's maybe more quote unquote first world, like American or uh, maybe even they might manufacture it in China or in Europe where they have more money, but the way that the whole, maybe the, the, um, 
I don't want to uh, food climate. I'm I, I don't have a profound word for it but the way that that is manufactured they're going to influence it for those people versus other individuals from different parts of the world that completely are have a different system operating system that's i never even thought about that and then and then when you really yeah yeah, no no and and that's that's you're exactly right you're on the you're on the ball on that one and and then another aspect is that's when when i say the political side that's when the medical industries and, and those that are actually create the vaccine then they would consider whether okay this vaccine actually, they, they have what that means. Virus is progressive state for us, meaning that it's not going to sort of aspect. So we're not going to catch this every single season, like the flu or or the cold. Now, the the worrying aspect is medical industries are probably thinking, I, I don't want to bring in a vaccine, spend all this money on research and testing, and then bring out something that's obviously going to be affordable because the government is going to impose it to be affordable. And yeah, I'm going to lose millions of, if not billions of dollars. I thought the same exact thing. Yeah, because it's like, all of a sudden they can produce like all these vaccines and this information, or I guess it's this service in record time. Yeah. You know, everyone's always saying it's two to four years, but all of a sudden it's like mandatory that they need this. And it's clearly quite possible that it can be manufactured in a much uh, faster time rate. But it's a matter of the amount of money that people have because of whether of how much they want to sell the product for or the vaccine Absolutely. For, or whether people can actually afford it. So either way, it's like being caught, um, I guess, for the industries that would manufacture it. It's like being caught in a rock in a hard place. Either we sell it for this whatever price we want to to make a lot of money but then no one can afford it and no one's going to buy yeah. it or we manufacture it and it, we lose a ton of money money but people can afford it which is unfortunate because that sounds like a almost more but like a um, like a philosophical or like moral argument that might be even larger than the actual tactical implementation of what's happening which is like the global shifts that a lot of people are speaking about which right there again the international market for the um the medical industry is how will i guess the fluctuations in costs and how will that dynamic change internationally because it also might reveal oh maybe certain companies or things like that are charging much more than they actually need to and so I think that's like kind of those, those that that's something to think about um, in terms of like maybe questioning our environments and, and being more questioning of what, like what's happening behind the scenes. You know, it, it, behind the scenes that we're not even aware of what they're doing. They're only going to provide sort of information. It's like, oh, we're going to provide a trial. This trial is going to be this amount of people. But yet we don't know the, the accurate how the trials are going, who are these people, different behaviors between these people. Are we relating to these people somehow? Maybe it's just the test subjects that they've picked out to actually bring their um, uh, stocks towards that particular medical industry to say, oh, there's a 100% success rate because they've chosen these particular people because they're healthy. They can actually, their immune system and their respiratory system. I totally see where you're going with this. You cherry pick the people who will test, who will respond um, positively or go into remission, then you are able to sell it, but then that's where the issues come. So it's more of like the strategy of how we're going to make profit off of this as well as, you know, if something's actually going to work versus, hey, the first, you know, medical manufacturing company to come out first with a vaccine or with something to, you know, will rectify the situation 
and then you know cherry pick the subjects in order to make to create that image that it's going to be successful absolutely Oof, that's something i'd even think absolutely about. and and, and you know what like that that's honestly it's because we're not thinking of these stages that makes it much more easier for them to um go about it and try to go and just present everything that we want to see right if there's mm. if there are aspects yeah that, i mean that's marketing. that is marketing yeah, yeah. and and, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you this now i'm i'm basically working in an industry that's evil and really misinforms and uh, sort of provides information that I want you to know and I want you to see, yet I'm not going to give you 100% of that information. Because if I do, then you will definitely not buy the product or service that I'm trying to sell to you. That's how it is. Is that what inspired you to, to like also podcast in a lot of Absolutely. Ways? Like well, look, I'm and create more of your truth. I'm such a realist when it comes to the things that I want to talk about. Right. And if it's, if it's coming from like yeah. me speaking to my family, my friends, um, relatives, whatever it is, right. Even when I'm talking to you right now, like this sort of communication, I can never get approved to speak in a company's corporate level or in a medical level. Whereas like the, the physical therapy center that I work at, they're very laid back um, in terms of the communication. There's a lot of banter. It's very community family vibe, which I love. But when it comes to the marketing and the companies that I work for, getting things improved in terms of the communication and the, and the public relations aspect that I want to provide, you can can never be approved by anyone just because it's too sensitive for people to really understand the truth. And that is why it's so easy for the general public to be misinformed. That's one. And as well as that, mm. um, just be laid to a truth that they want to hear and they are ready and keen to hear by the same time. It's not actually telling the whole story. That's really interesting. I actually want to back up to that because that's such an important factor in terms of communication. Yeah. And I think maybe some of the shifts we're going to experience because I, in my opinion, I think, you know, because I'm really into spirituality and psychology yeah. and like, you know, I like the tangible, but also I've had my own long journey and been able to learn to see like much larger perspectives. And I do think that COVID will change the world. It's going to change a lot of our habits. It's going to make people reflect. It's going to make people self-assess. It's going to make us confront ourselves because you are locked up with your own family members and getting re-triggered by things when you had the time and luxury to go out, go to school, your kids went to school, you went to work or whatever you did, you know, or if you're by yourself and you're confronted with all your personal things that you just would be busy or you know, that you can consume yourself with. So you wouldn't maybe think about things that needed to be addressed. Right. Absolutely. And so you talking about truths and communication is going to assess how people actually communicate to one another. And I think also to like assess what kind of information we're taking in amongst each other. Um, so when you go back to that whole statement of truth, why, what is, why is there an assumption that, this audience can only handle so much. Um, what is that? I've heard that before, but what does that mean? Well, okay. Exactly? I'll give you, I'll give you two examples, right? The, coming from a conspiracy theory sort of aspect, right? Um, and I'll, gen okay. I'll generally present the question. Do you think that there's life outside of Earth? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, if you really want to go, what, okay. yeah. I mean, if you want to think about it this way, technically we live on earth. We are living on a planet that is floating around in a galaxy, in a right. universe. Technically we are cosmic beings because we live in the universe on a planet as well. In a galaxy. There you go. There, there's, there, I mean, there that, is that. that, that makes no, no, sense. absolutely. And, and look, look, and, and you're, you're hundred percent right. I actually do believe that as well. I, I generally think that we're not alone on earth. The universe is that big. Okay, it's that big that we are unaware of actually what's going on. Now, think of it this way. 
if a terrestrial life was to come to our planet and there has been proof and the government came out that they've been hiding this truth behind everyone, what would be the general assumption that people would make? The first thing that they would, that, that which is a natural human instinct is fear, right? Because we don't know much about this, mm-hmm. this, uh, this life. We've never seen this sort of life and we don't know if it's safe or if it's safe to be across us. Now, obviously there will, I mean, it's already happening now with COVID. There you go. I mean, there's not much Absolutely. And, and then now it's presenting to COVID because it's the exact same reaction that our people are receiving. First, it started off with people not taking it as seriously as they should because it was just something that happened in China. And they thought China was, mm-hmm. you know, it's a country, it's a massive country, and they're going to start, you know, everything's going to be okay. It's, it's because, like, you know, it's just such an uncertain country and everything happens in that, in that particular population that people just don't usually do in, in the Western world. Then, then it yeah. started coming into Australia. Then it started coming into America. Then it started coming into pretty much all parts of, of the world. And then people started finding out this is serious just because there are laws, there are regulations that are being for us to be, I guess, managed and controlled. Prison, right? There is a lockdown. Okay. It doesn't feel like a prison, but in a sense, it's, it's destroying our life in every day that comes by. For example, they've shut down, you know, aquatic centers and gyms um, in Australia, which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Same. and a large portion of us, we, you know, want exercise, but we don't actually know the sort of the the um, impact that it's having uh, that is having on our lives because it's not part of our routine. It doesn't comprehend with the sort of things that we always do. Just mm-hmm. a change that we're not used to, mm-hmm. which usually brings out a fear aspect that we just give out, right? And that's why, when it comes mm-hmm. to mis- when yeah. it comes to a statement of truth, providing that truth a hundred percent, that reaction will come to follow, and it's just something that cannot be managed in a large scale. Oh, and that people are afraid. If you release, quote unquote, rele- release all information, then it's also the uncertainty and questionable aspects that come along with it that could prevent someone from wanting to consume a product. Absolutely, Am I correct? absolutely, absolutely. And it's just something like, and, like okay, the same, so the, the same quote, is that- the same quote. You can't handle the truth. You really cannot handle the full truth, and um, which is why you know general companies, actually every company on earth, will provide will sugarcoat everything. They will sugarcoat every single thing that they prov- that they sell towards the public, and then when you receive it, you just you're you're sort of let down by what you receive because you're thinking of a product that you've seen on TV. By the same time, you're like, oh, everyone is giving, everyone is actually um, receiving the same thing, so I guess it's okay. Wow, that's fascinating yeah. because then I just think about how much that influences culture and behavior. You know, like that can even influence how people communicate to one another if you're not getting the full spectrum of all the information you're receiving. Yeah. You know, and, you know, there, there's a reason why the, the phrase ignorance is bliss exists, right? Absolutely. It's because there's comfort in not knowing every single thing that's happening or all aspects because then you come up with like values arguments or issues that like of your own personal values when consuming something, even if you really want it, but then hopefully you know, on a, maybe more on a optimistic note is that when you can assess what actually, then that gives you the opportunity to actually assess what matters to you and maybe finding, okay, where am I actually getting like 
my um, reward from? Am I searching for something outside of myself or am I looking actually internally? And so, I mean, that, that benefit, that would be a great benefit, at least I think on a societal level um, to, I guess, learn better communicative behaviors and have more alignment within self so people can interact much better. And then inherently if that, if we start communicating in more, I guess, truthful manners, or at least have all the full information and the things we do. And if that permeates culture, well, then that'll probably permeate, um, permeate the economy or any kind of consumer culture to distribute the information differently due to people's communication habits now changing and having that like cyclical process. So hopefully that, I mean, I know that's really far reaching because it's hard, you know, changing habits is difficult even on a a one-on-one level or on a personal level. But I mean, since we're talking about communication and some of the transformations that could possibly occur or not occur or things that will be revealed, maybe that's something that could um, also change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look, it's different with every every single person because they, it's the sort of life that they're being brought up, the influences that, they, that they're seeing um, through TV, through their friends, through pretty much any sort of factor that is an influence towards them that will dictate whether they will change or not and the sort of communication that they provide to one another. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, mm-hmm. like me and you speaking right now, um, and I hope people are understanding because, like, I think I think where the sort of uh, communication we're having we're having is is a back and forth sort of thing, and not many people can actually uh, think on the spot to sort of provide an answer. Like, some people can actually think about like like they will um, think on their feet. Some will uh, think about what they were about to say, but then not say it because they're just not sure if if it's accurate or um, and just go from there. But I feel like yeah, communication is definitely. It's, it's that sort of factor that sometimes we're drawn to, but not at a hundred percent level because it's just the way we're brought up with the many cultures that we are around and, and the government sanctions and the, and, the, and the responsibilities that we might have. We with providing such information that might be too dangerous to people. Um, yeah. And that's, that's coming from a marketing perspective as well. Mm. Mm. Now, are, when it comes to marketing, is that also that's they run studies on these things, right? Like because there's a re, like isn't like billions and like millions of billions of dollars always pumped into marketing specifically because they know like you can statistically like find results for that. Um, I guess for the way the, the information is curated. Absolutely. So we're thinking of research and development when it comes to um, previous let's say campaigns or previous products that we've set out or previous artwork or previous, you know, it can be on social media, it can be through general advertising or whatever, but we look into the statistics on how people behave, the sort of uh, the genders on what it really attracts. Is it female? Is it male? Is uh, the age brackets? And we're looking also into interests where it becomes like, oh, people are more inclined in this geolocation. Um, And it says on their profile, they're actually, um, so if, if I'm trying to sell you, let's say, um, uh, a physio product, it could be like a, um, a cream of some sort that could uh, relieve uh, certain pains within your shoulders or your neck, right? And then the, mm-hmm. biggest, the biggest factor to understand is um, depending on the color branding okay. that I'm Bird providing genders. on the mm-hmm. platform. Progenders, yeah, absolutely, and as well as the uh, the brackets, the age brackets. Um, it could be from eighteen to thirty-five, or it can be really from sixteen to onwards. And then you realize that okay, well, I'm I'm having a general understanding that people with back pain, which is completely off to what this product is trying to sell, because it's usually just selling to shoulder pain, are actually using it as well. So I'm going to start targeting the next campaign to both 
sections of the human body and then increase um, revenue factor and increase that target audience. Um, and then it goes on for every single thing that we provide. It always comes in with, it has to have research and billions, billions of dollars are being brought up. And that's exactly what I think they're doing with the COVID vaccine is that sure, when we don't know what this is about, but they're actually getting their information from the first doctors that found this virus on uh, in Wuhan, China, and they actually didn't write their information. They actually put data on the computer for them to understand it. So usually with a vaccine, people will, will be reflective of the experiences from a human's perspective. So from patient level, this is how the patient um, uh, sort of uh, was impacted by this vaccine. This is how this patient was impacted by this virus. But the doctors that we have at the moment are actually just generally looking at numbers. They're just looking at numbers. They're looking at the pain factors. They're looking at the symptoms that the people received, which is mm. completely different to what a normal vaccine would be. Um, and I think that's why it's so it's such an interesting sort of aspect that's happening in this world because it's, everything is uncertain at this point. Um, and if I had to guess, we're we're probably going to see a vaccine by wow. It oh could be mid year next year. On the shelf. Well, that means that the On the shelf. it's going to be existing for yeah. a long time in people's bodies. On the shelf. Oof, that's a, that's a huge projection. Absolutely. And look, at the moment, at the moment, I think from the last numbers that we've seen at this time of this recording, it was in 468,000 cases, right? right? We, that, that is definitely okay. not an act. This is cases, cases wow. in terms of people that actually have the COVID virus. Um, the the general number would probably be 20% to 25% of the world's population at this point because when you have the virus, you don't show the symptoms for four to five days. So generally that virus can stick in your body and it will stay in your respiratory system, but it will also try to move out of your body and go to your next victim by by a sense of touch or if you touch like the uh, even if you touch money and you provided that money but to that next it, person you can like, actually get that virus like that way it's like just skin cells coming off are we talking about like actual liquid sweat wow dead skin skill everything every single thing because this this virus is highly infectious they put it in the highly infectious section and you know um i'm, I'm not speaking from a doctor's level it's generally general thinking at this point because of how fast the virus is growing when we look when we look back at the 1918 um, influenza now this this particular virus happened when world war one was about to finish right so general peace was happening and everything like that. But then you sort of see a general location that a large number of people are falling ill to this influenza that they know nothing about. And then out of nowhere, like I think I read also when it came to US soldiers, a larger percentage of soldiers died um, depending on the sort of uh, disease that they had, but a larger percentage died due to the influenza than the actual war itself. And then the end product, over 50 million people died because of the influenza, um, just general not knowing, and they didn't have modern medicine. And at the time, I think the population was about 1.7 billion across the world. So you've got to understand that this, this virus itself is going to be spreading and people need to prepare for that. It's just going to be spreading. And I don't think taking the general notion that it's just appearing to the elderly or um, those that have low immune systems, like they're the ones that are going to be fully targeted. That may be the case, but at the same time, it's because we don't know much about the virus and it's just uncertain times 
that we should take the precaution of obviously taking care of ourselves, you know, washing our hands, everything that they're telling us at the moment. But at the same time, because if like myself, you know, they might deem, okay, I'm a healthy person, but at the same time, I might send that virus over to someone that is not, mm -hmm. and that'll be a life or death um, situation. You know, I think this is actually it's crazy. Really it's crazy times. Because, yeah, it's crazy times. Um, to maybe assessing more of like how behavior is going to start shifting, not outside of just the quarantine, but in terms of just how we're able to relate to one another. Yes. So, I mean, obviously for you, and you can see there's obviously very yeah. various opinions on how to interact from you need to just, you know, shut yourself off, close yourself off from the world. And that is it to, okay, guys, you can't stop living your life. You still need to, you know, be able to interact. If you, you know, don't think in fear and things like that, you're not going to attract it to you due to laws of attraction. Just obviously so many different ways that people handle a situation and perceive it. Correct. So how is this yeah. like yeah. To, to get more on a personal note with yourself? How is this whole COVID situation making you reflect or assessing your behavior? Because clearly you've definitely deeply thought about this and you're able to think into like a macro scale um, about, you know, the different ways it's going to affect. Yeah. So we've talked if about I'm thinking from, from an yeah, if so I'm thinking this, but from an individual like state, how has this yeah, yeah. event made you reassess whether it's yourself, I guess yourself and maybe some um, observations of cultures being that you are in Australia. So there's going to be some nuances there, but I think it's an important. Absolutely. Well, look, um, look, personally with me, I coming from a very heavy religious family, um, we tend to always think of when it comes to certain parts of the world that tend to be very negative and very like everything's going to, to the shits at the moment. I always look into my faith to sort of reassure me that everything's going to be okay. But at the same time, that does not mean for me to just let mm -hmm. go, do whatever I want just because I have faith. No, it doesn't work. Like that, right. I always look at the example. Like if you're, uh, for example, yeah. let's say you're, you want a bike, right. And you're going to be praying. You're going to be praying to God. Oh, God, I really want this bike. Can you like, give it to me, right? God is just not going to give you this bike. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you an opportunity to earn some money and then mm -hmm. get that bike over there. But that's coming from a religious aspect. Reflecting on this, I always see the sort of beauty to, to the world where everyone is taking mm -hmm. care of each other and finding time to be human. Everyone is actually the same at this point. No one is safe from this, which really, if you think about it, like just last night, I, I just heard that uh, Prince, Prince mm. Charles was tested uh, positive for the coronavirus. And it just puts it in perspective that we're literally all the same, no matter how you think it, no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, you can literally have nothing in the bank account. You are the same person as the next other person. Healthy, non-healthy, everyone is on the same road to wherever it is. The only inevitable thing that's going to happen is they're all, yeah. they were all going to die at some point in time. The matter of living in fear just because of this virus or anything that's happening in this world is really dependent on how well do you want to spend your time that you have in this body on earth and how much memories and how much experiences that you want to gather up and, and the sort of stories you want to tell and the sort of stories that you want to take with you. And that's the sort of reflection that I'm coming to. Like uh, it, it comes from like, you know, talking from like my parents and, and, you know, my family and the whole community, really, they, they generally get an understanding that, okay, this is more in this, in the aspect of, okay, when you think of it just for yourself, you want to think of making it 
the best opportunity for you, but as well as keeping yourself safe. Um, but right. just do not live in fear. There is no point in living in fear, isolating yourself from everyone and everything around you, and then living in a bubble that really will make you go insane. There's mental health, mental illness aspects that comes into it. And then you were really like coming out of this alive. Fair enough, you come out of this alive. By the same time, that notion of thinking will stick Absolutely. with you for the rest of your life, a, and you just want to have fun. Beautiful observation um, that yeah. you've made, and actually, you, you touched on a really in, um, interesting point that kind of sparked a light bulb for me. Is that idea that we're all one? Like all of a sudden, this one virus hits, and any kind of class system. Um, social system, you know, whether it's maybe like racial issues or, you know, sexual orientation, religious, you know, um, religious issues or anything literally has leveled the freaking playing field that you, we are all human. All of a sudden it's like nothing matters. Now, if you want to go off into a different tangent, it's like, okay, so what information are we not hearing yeah. now that coronavirus is consuming all the media? What are we not hearing? But that's a conversation for a different day. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, and that's that's for us to get us informed in in that section. You know, we obviously like we want to be smart about the information that we're hearing, and it's generally coming from the higher positions where it comes. You know, the what is the World Health Organization that's telling one thing, but then you also have your government, which I'm really hoping they're actually following the rules of the World Health Organization and just not imposing laws and regulations yeah. out of their own Oof, that's so thinking hard, from the doctors know, because, that they like, have. You know, um, like. Because then that, I think, becomes a question of people, like, being, trying to do their best for themselves and for everyone else because they start thinking about themselves, their families, and then that, you know, expands out to, you can put, apply that to other people. So, you know, that's a hard, that's, like, almost, like, saying, like, people trying to do their best because of the information they're receiving and then giving that because that's why there's so many different types of information, right? Because everyone is trying to do their best and support one another and support can look different in different ways, depending on how you receive information and what resonates to you. But that can be so, that's so individualistic because everyone is unique, you know? And so I think that's when that, 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 uh, you know, I think that can become a bit confusing, but going back to the whole, oneness issue i think you know that'll it'll definitely um i think there could be a a hope for humanity in that way that like we will start seeing each other much not that we don't but be more um cognizant and conscious and aware to how you know to our humanness that we really are all the same you know we may be coming from different backgrounds or have different experiences but we really are all the same because just you know someone who might be a monk in the Himalayan mountains can die from this virus and obviously contract it because it's spread like wildfire to you know, royalty of Europe. It doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So I think that humble, that, that, that um, remembrance will be very good for us because dehumanization is what leads to a lot of issues when it comes to being able to I, uh, justify like the acts of war, any kind of heinous crime like that, where we're going, you know, um, when we're attacking one another because we're able to see that aspect. So I'm hoping that like, it'll bring more awareness to how we treat one another and able to support one another and not get lost in any kind of um, difference or labeling that can cause differences. Not that labeling isn't important because we are, humans are linguistic. We have to categorize. That's how we understand information by assessing it, putting it in, putting some kind of name towards it to be able to identify it. So it, that is important. 
And, you know, we can allow ourselves to become so constricted that if anything's outside of some kind of definition, you can't, we can't even process it. So hopefully, you know, that oneness um, will help bridge those gaps and evolve maybe some of our, our behavior. Yeah. Can um, be the positive effect out of all this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And on that, and also like it's mm-hmm, us taking mm-hmm. for granted the little things in life, for example, just going, going to a restaurant, you know, for just having that, um, meeting a friend, shaking yeah. their hand, giving them a hug, you know, um, kissing on the cheek or like kissing in general. It's just, it's just little parts of life that we always do every single time. By the same time, we really don't think about the sort of impacts that it has on our general health and well-being, And then I really hope the positive that comes out of it. And you're right. Like for us to all remain the same, um, all the bad stuff that's happening in the world. And, and I know generally, see, we, we okay. really don't see much in Australia, but I know it happens a lot in America, for example, yeah. like the, 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 the form of racism, racism. And, and, and I know it's, it's really, really strong up there. And for the sense of like your, your law authority and, and, and so forth. And we always hear those stories and we're just shocked at the sort of negativity that's thrown at it from one side, from one race to another. And we're just thinking, we're like, like if I have to be completely honest, I'm glad yeah. sometimes that I'm living in Australia yeah, I mean, and not in America. I mean, that's know? an important and, note. And it's um, just it that, that aspect. And, we've, and given our history, um, that has definitely permeated our culture and has definitely had a significant influence in how we all interact. Um, I, I, I am hoping that, you know, with this whole event that has occurred, it now also bridges that gap of like, cause it almost feels like right now, just from the media I've heard and been paying attention to and consume, like now I'm going to be biased that like, I try not to consume too much media just because I don't like the fear mongering. And I can be very honest about that. And, but it is the thing that is consumed yeah, yeah, yeah. in media. And it seems like because of this virus that has now come about, it's like any kind of racial um, issues or any kind of, you know, sexual orientation or any kind of um, social, uh, I guess, t- taboo or topic that was very prevalent um, now doesn't even seem to matter anymore. It's really interesting that all of a sudden that something compromises yeah, our, yeah, yeah. our health or something that's yeah, yeah. so essentially human that is a uni- like a universal language that everyone can identify with was is death. Um, and you don't have to, you know, you don't even have to speak words to identify with that. Absolutely. It seems to eradicate any kind of line of separation or differentiation between people. And I think that's absolutely incredible because it makes me wonder, like, what are people's actual values? And or like, why do we get caught up in certain issues? Like, if, does that mean if once this passes, are those things going to become an issue again? When we just realize that that actually really didn't matter when this happened, you know, like and so that just makes me wonder how people yeah, behave yeah, yeah. it's like and, it's like on a negative note like are we just trying to look for issues or but no not necessarily it's just important evolution and social behavior that really needs to happen and i think that those things have happened which is great and has been presented and now this came in to like reassure that maybe those things don't matter as much but um in terms of like what you guys see in australia in the media i do think obviously like you have to just be careful with that a bit not that those issues don't happen and they do yeah no, no, no. And, and you're a hundred percent, you're a hundred percent right. No, absolutely. I mean, sometimes, you know, like we always love to um, look at a certain country like the United States and we're yeah, like, wow, that country, I don't honest. know if I can swear on this. Can I? 
yeah. Yeah, you're fine. I'm not. I'm not too sure if I can. If if I can, like, you know, look at a country and then think of it like, wow, that country's fucked at the moment. Like, I can't believe that, that everything's happening over there, and and they're just looking at it as a normalization of everyday life. Like every like this happens every single time, and it's just like it's an everyday thing. Like, well, like for example, mass shootings. Mass shootings happen, and then we're we're just looking back. We're like, how the fuck is this? Yeah, that's normal? that's definitely one I still question. How is to, like, this normal at this point? That goes and more then... into like mental health, psychological issues, and like maybe repression and things like that. But I mean, the yeah. way the, the fact yeah, that yeah. it happens though, in like in schools, is pro- is just outrageous in itself. You know. Yeah, yeah, and then there's a lot of racial um, tension when uh, to those sort of aspects, but that's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But then you got to understand, like the world looks at that, and then they they think. Mm-hmm. All right, my yeah. country's not that bad, you know. <laughs> it's 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 that sort of thinking. But I really do hope, and and you you you've put the you know the the nail on the coffin there is just the positivity that can come out of this is to leave all the unnecessary um, aspects that happen in life, for ex- like in terms of things that we really should not be talking about because mm-hmm. it, it's it's spreading energy oh, that that's such a is good such topic. a waste. Not, oh man, that, so many good man, yeah. so many good points tonight. It's awesome. Like that's like really actually very yeah. important <laughs> talk, um, that you said how that energy spreads and how that energy of like oh my god is America just this race like even like though they have all this money and economically seem to be doing very well they just have all these other problems it's like once your money's on issue other things become an issue and it's not yeah. what it portrays and how that 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 idea or that inf- that that becomes the influence on other countries that we're just racist and we're you know just really violent and everything like that and how what kind of what what kind of energy does that create yeah. and what kind of sphere of influence does that create amongst other people and i think that's very important because it does affect other people's behaviors maybe not necessarily in the sense that um uh australians are gonna or anyone in the world will start like acting like us but there might be some fear you know that might be creating its own fear against them you know towards americans no, no, absolutely. That we don't even know and absolutely. what kind of influences that permeate internationally it only causes more separation you know just because that's how the media influences things look i'll be honest and and i yeah yeah and and you're right you're right you you put like when you talk about the media itself mm-hmm. it's just because it sells that's the whole aspect that just sells the sort of marketing that they provide it just it sells a good story, yeah. negative or positive, right? But mainly the negative usually sells a lot more, and that's that's the bottom line. We are tend to we we tend to sort of put our attention towards the negativity because it just it's more interesting than finding mm-hmm. out the positive because we feel better about ourselves. And um, the general thinking behind that is, you're right. When 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 bad energy is wasted, that energy it just it grows bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it influences everyone that looks and listens to that sort of energy. I mean, when you think about it right now, we've banned all forms of um, of uh, yeah. guns in Australia, right? We've we've banned it completely, right? But there are still guns around, and there are still people that find influence from you know uh, countries like America. In Australia, and they want to they want to copy that because they find that you know it's it's a sense of power, and and you want to protect yourself at all times when it comes to those situations. And if it means to use them, then use them. And then if it means to use them in a negative way, then then so be it. I mean, they're using it in a different country. Why can't I use them here? You know. So 
that's a, that's the general way of thinking. But yeah, look, bad energy it spreads a lot faster <laughs> well, than good energy. Well, I mean, that's I think. Your, I mean, yeah. if you yeah. want to talk Seriously. about biology yeah. for a minute, like our brains, because anim- humans are animals. We are animals. We know how we need to eat. We need to survive. We need to look out for threat, right? And so our brains, the prime, like the old old parts of our yeah. brains, the primal parts of our brain, are designed for to assess threats. We need to be able to assess, hey, something dangerous is coming towards us. We need to protect ourselves to, to, for the survival of our species. So the, I think also it's like an, um, and like an unconscious or an instinctual reaction too is because of the way our brains are programmed to make sure we survive. We're going to look out for you know, the threat much faster than we're going to take in the good information. But then, that's, then we have to see the ramifications of that type of reactionary behavior. And I think going back to the, the, the spreading of wildfire and how quickly energy spreads, like I think the virus is so metaphorical for that. Just by quickly, it you know, went and permeated every single continent and every single country. You know, it that transmission, I think thinking about how the, how quickly energy can transmit and how influential things can be is very important. And to assess like, what are we actually bringing into our field? Like, what are we bringing into our, you know, our, our bodies are into our space because it can be so quickly influenced and we don't even realize that maybe we've changed certain behaviors. And so I think the virus is a, as a great highlight about, Hey, what type of, what do you actually want to be taking in and how is, how is what you're taking in influencing you in ways that you may not be aware of? And so hopefully that reflection can happen. And it's a good reflection. Yeah. 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 It's a definitely good reflection for people to have. And and I'm definitely doing it at the moment. So you know, that's, just, that's, that's definitely, that's, that's, that's definitely the one positive that I'm taking out of this is just, I'm finding out things about this world and about my, about myself that I didn't think was possible to be honest, unless a, a negative thing like managing and controlling the world. Well, if you think about yes, it right now, it's sort of cleansing too. itself. Yes, absolutely. The world is cleansing itself. Yeah, it's definitely cleansing itself. You've got to look, look at Venice, Italy. Um, the, the, mm-hmm. the rivers are, so clean in the sense that the fish and the ducks are back, which have you have never seen yeah. in 70 years, which is incredible. And then the beaches right now are so clean. You don't have the, the litter that we provide and that we throw into the oceans that we don't even know about. The, the earth is literally cleansing itself. And the only negative and toxic yep, aspect absolutely. of that and it shows, is again, us. How it's really much us. influence we have <laughs> on our actually how connected we are to our earth like i think we've we've lo- we've definitely lost touch with yeah. how um how connected we are to our entire planet to the animal species the natural species to like all the minerals and the soils and the in the uh, in on our planet like just by taking a break with less travel less commuting less you know um well i guess maybe consumption is up in the air because everyone bought everything but now there's nothing left so manufacturing kind of has to adjust to that like lull period but um it shows how much influence we actually have, how connected we are on our earth and what that does by just us taking a break. So again, going back to that self-assessment, seeing how interconnected we are um, to our planet and what it's doing and the life we're get, it's, it's receiving again. And we need to, I think that's something to remember is that we have such an influence on our planet that um, we, need to, I, we need to respect it. And I think, you know, this virus is also like kind of like earth being like, y'all need to wake up. 
because just as easily as I give you life and bring like bring yeah. you here, I can take you out. We'll take you out because it's true. I can take we, it we away. Get, we we get all of our food from Earth. We get yeah. our water from Earth. We get everything. We even create our buildings, our roads from the minerals and like the transmuting of certain um, like resources and things like that from our Earth. Every resource yeah. is used from this and planet. To remember that. Yeah, yeah, and hundred percent, hundred percent. So in terms of like just seeing how um, like some culture, what are some cultural shifts you're seeing like maybe in Australia that um, that you weren't privy to outside of just the major quarantine and things like that? I mean, it may not be so different. Maybe it is, but. The, yeah, no, no, no. Look, look mm-hmm. the, the beautiful thing is everyone's coming together. Everyone's coming together. And like I said, everyone's realizing that we're the same. The negative thing that I found that happened was a general number of people were pointing the blame towards the Asian community because of this virus, you know? And, and I think that did happen across the world. And I think that's, you know, that's when the sort of ugliness of the human race that can really put blame onto someone that is really the same as you, like body wise, exactly the same. However, depending on the culture, depending on the location, the geolocation and where this actual virus generally started, you can be from Korea, you can be from Japan, you can be from a different side than where this virus actually started. However, you're getting blamed for this. And and that's where, you know, that's where the cultural negativity and ugliness really does come into it. However, I haven't seen that yet. I mean, sorry, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that, you know, to, to time at the moment. Um, but, you know, I really hope I don't. It's just because a lot of people are sticking together. A lot of people are helping out each other. You know, they're, they're sending forms of encouragement. There's home workout videos for people to use so people can get active and remain active um, at home. If you're self-isolated, there's some, um, you know, encouraging words from family members and people in the general public to like remain home and, and get this virus sorted because we're all in this um, together. Do you see any like shifts in belief systems or the yeah. way people are thinking maybe when you speak amongst your family or amongst um, like your friends? Like, is there anything that yeah. like maybe yeah. stands out to you that you can think, of, think of like at the top of your head right now? Well, yeah, people okay. that don't, didn't have yeah. faith now have faith. So, um, the, there, there's a general understanding. Like if you weren't, if you're, if you're like, let's say if you're an atheist, right. If you're an atheist and you don't have a belief system and now people are a lot more spiritual. People are a lot more, um, uh, religious when it comes to, uh, uh, this, this virus. I think this virus has made such a big change has such a big impact to the world in such a short period of time that was just that's why it's so uncertain of what it can actually influence and what what it can actually provide to this world. Um, world War Three was was in the talks that it was about to happen, and I was I was shocked that it did, but I didn't think it was going to have this much impact than it did than than this virus has because it's just like I, I think um, there was a there was a TED talk with uh, Bill Gates, and Bill Gates back in 2015 and like predicted that the biggest threat to this world is a mm. pandemic rather than a World War Three, and it's how how far we've we've come to the to the realization that we actually aren't prepared as we thought we would be, and we're just we're at the moment like we might be sitting ducks by the same time yeah, we're, we're trying to take care of each other. 
And maybe that's one of the biggest lessons we need is that we, like you said, back to the separation, like we weren't taking care of each other. We thought we were so different, isolated and get lost in all these, uh, you know, paradigms and ideas to be better than one another or anything when it's not really true. And so this, you know, we needed to actually learn that we are all, um, you know, in a lot of ways, we're all the same and very equal. We don't need to be afraid of one another and start treating each other differently. And so, you know, I really hope that COVID really changes a lot of our, uh, human interactions moving from reactionary states to responding states. I think that's a big one. Um, uh, people are so quick to react and reactions, you know, may have led us to um, egregious acts. And I like, you know, a big one I think is war. Um, I don't know how anyone can really justify it to be quite honest, you know, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite a very quick threat yeah. sometimes for people. And without really thinking about what it is, is that you're actually yeah. engaging in because that in, in you know and completely influences an entire country, and I know that's bleak, but I'm just saying in terms of like assessing the just the importance alone of being able to observe yourself and observe reactions, observe your emotions and how you how you react to things and what that can cause, and that's a macro, but we can even see that with like intimate relationships. You know, you will find that you'll hurt the person that we can hurt the person we love the most, and we don't even realize we're doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and so yeah. hopefully something like this Absolutely. will Absolutely. allow, and also with the the unique confinement that we're experiencing, will highlight a lot of those kind of behaviors, and and you know, at, at a like the nuclear level, meaning like the family and things like that, and start causing an observation for people that hey, maybe this isn't going to work because we're so close and confined at a consistent basis, some things have to change. So I'm hoping, you know, for the best, of course, like with anything, when it comes to learning lessons and learning anything big and, you know, important in life, not all the time, but it seems like most of the time we need a huge wake up call. And it's, this seems to be that wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only thing that absolutely. And that's the only thing that really does influence us when it really becomes that Mm -hmm. serious, you know, like, like for example, like when we think of death, the only thing that could really bring us together is death. When we have a loved one that passed away, a lot of people come to the funeral and they sort of talk and they sort of catch up. And it's, it's sad that it does become to that point, but um, yeah, you can't really justify that. Mm-hmm. We're human. We're human that way. We're not perfect, but we, we tend to just take every day yeah, as it absolutely. goes. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely. It's important yeah. to have these perspectives and take that, you know, elevated outlook. And because this is what, uh, you know, that they say like the shifts in consciousness, I don't know if you hear too much about that, but like the shifts in consciousness that are happening due to this, like yourself, you just started seeing more people having faith, looking, assessing yourself and like how you show up in your own world. You know, now imagine that at a, you know, at, with millions and billions of people doing that you know, how beneficial that is just because everything yeah. starts with self. Everything starts with Solid. a person and how you show up, you know, yeah, and that's yeah. that, the magnitude of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. A large scale number. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You're right. Yeah. You're right on that so one. Hopefully it's exciting times. Um, we just have to, you know, ride that wave. Um, sometimes things get worse before they get better, but you know, those, those big moments in life really is what can cause a lot of change um, and spark interest. Like for you, you saw the lack of information and truth. So you wanted to put truth out into the world with your creativity and your art because you saw how important that was, you know, from something negative, something that had like a shadow, which illuminated the truth and the light and the positivity. So, you know, that, and your show is fantastic, by the way. His show is fantastic, guys. Listen to it. Thank he really you. Does Thank you. Do a lot of research on all the information he has. And there's a lot in various topics as well, which is really nice. So, you know, it's a, it's for a lot of different people in that way, depending on what you're interested in. But, you know, 
uh, hopefully that this big event in life will, you know, teach people a lot of, um, a lot of things about themselves and, you know, help kickstart the changes that people want to make in their lives, um, whatever, what, in whatever way that means to them. And so I'm so happy that we connected and you are starting to do that for yourself and, um, able to see that in others. And clearly, you know, you communicate very well and you're very insightful and you critically think about what the things that are happening. So with your own insights, you can definitely pass that along to your communities and, you know, you know, put that out into Australia or an international. Absolutely. Crowd, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't really, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I really do appreciate all those words and, and, uh, no, that, that's really what draws me to, towards the show is just because it's so insightful in the sense that it's, it's about growth and development, but it comes from, you know, negative aspects in life that we turn into a positive and, um, it's a, it's a, we're all, we're all in this mm-hmm. ride together at the, at the same time. That's why we all follow relatable things and, and, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, like, I guess I can't really speak on those nice words that you say, but likewise. <laughs> it's okay, no, it's all good. It's all good. That's why there's two of us. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. Um, do you have any last awesome. words? I think we're, you know, ending it at a good spot. Do you have any other last words for the audience or anything? Um, well, no, no, look, the, the, in terms of the American audience, uh, I hope you guys could understand this accent to begin with. Um, and yeah, well, look, uh, I know, I know I, I do have some family members in, in, in the California oh. area and, and some in Detroit. So, so yeah, if, if you guys ever do hear that, um, we made it, we- <laughs> but, um, no, but, uh, thank you for having me on the show and yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully more to come. definitely going to have to connect again, you know, on more updates and, just talking about some important worldly stuff. You know, people think about these things all the time and sometimes they're afraid to speak about it. So, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. All right. There you go. I'll see you later or talk to you later. Thank you so much for staying all the way till the end of the episode. It means so much to me that you took some time out of your day to listen to my show and have a new experience. As well, I would appreciate a rating or review or if you subscribe to my show on iTunes or any of the major platforms it is that you listen to this on as it helps it grow and reach more people and grow the audience. Again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you later.